Welcome to La Bruja Collective with your hosts, Maybelline and Yorley, where we talk all things Latin women and period Join us on this candid journey as we navigate the ins and outs of shame behind the taboo. Hello, Brujitas. Welcome to a new episode of La Bruja Collective. I hope everyone is doing well on this beautiful day. Today, we're going to be talking about the sisterhood wound, what it is, our past experiences with it, and how are we healing through it at the present moment. Sisterhood wound is considered any type of, I guess, toxic um, relationship that we may have with other women. Um, it could be literally our sisters, like friends. Um, I think it's something that we learn from our mother. So it might be something that comes from the having a mother wound. Um, and yet it's just like the way we navigate the world when it comes to being around other women. So like things with fear and jealousy and competition, insecurities, um, the whole ego fight that we kind of get into where we're, we're trying to one-up each other and and out-petty the other person mm-hmm. a lot of the times. So that's kind of like what I would consider it. Do you have any other thoughts, Yorley? Um, No, basically I feel like you hit it right on the nail. It's just any... <sighs> I don't want to say passive-aggressive, but toxic relationship you just have with another female. And I I think can, it can be also someone that you love, but, like, subconsciously you may envy or be jealous of or feel in some sort of way that you're competing with them. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to start with your experiences. I think my... My the first, well at least the earliest memory that I have with the sister wound was like in fifth grade. I remember having my friend group and like we always went to each other's houses. We got along, all that good fifth grade stuff. And literally like overnight one day they just all decided that uh, they wanted nothing to do with me, and including my best friend. Um, she, I could tell that she felt bad, but it was also like she was going to pick the group versus being outcasted mm-hmm. with me. And so she kind of just like looked away, you know, she was really mousy and quiet back then. So she was just like, mm, I'm just going to go over here with these guys where they're not going to throw tomatoes at me. Yeah. And they just like acted like they were never friends with me. Like they didn't give a shit about me. Um, I think it's also important to note that they were... Or we were considered, like, the popular group also. And so it's, like, you know, what, fifth grade, what is it, like, 10, 11 years old? So, yeah. like... Ugh, fifth be, graders are so mean. Yeah, about to <laughs> about to start, like, puberty, those hormones. Mm-hmm. Like, you're kind of, like, having crushes on people if you haven't already had them. And you're kind of getting a taste of what that power feels mm-hmm. like, that adrenaline of, like, oh, I'm cool, I'm worthy, like... Like, I need to be popular. I need to be on top. I'm better than people, blah, blah, blah. And so, for whatever reason, they decided that I didn't have that or it wouldn't be as good if I was around them. And so, yeah, I got booted out. 
and they never told you why or anything no they didn't and it was it was kind of like after that it was a pattern that I kind of like went through up until like my 20s where I was just like I would go to different like friend groups make different friends with with other females and just like constantly be rejected and like outcasted mm. in in one form of another I have another story, but I'll, I'll let you <laughs> share one of yours. Oh, now that you talk about fifth grade, I don't even remember that story, but I was in school, obviously, and it was this girl. She was, I want to, I mean, she was a bully, but did she bully me? To be honest, I don't really remember, but I remember her trying to really intimidate other girls because quote-unquote, she knew how to fight. So she was a fucking bully. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But now it's just like, now that I see I'm like, she's a fucking 10-year-old. You know, now that I see I'm like, she's like a fucking 10-year-old. Now it's just like, what the, what the hell, you know? Well, yeah. But- <laughs> I, can, I can take on a 10-year-old now. But, um, I think that was my first kind of, like, weird experience with another girl. But I usually was very lucky I guess like I always had really close friend groups I was always a very clicky person Mm -hmm. I just have like close friends and those are usually the friends I stick to so I would have those a lot growing up and it wasn't for me I feel like it wasn't until college when I felt really like the backstabbing of a friend Mm -hmm. which is yeah which is when my best friend at the time slept with my ex-girlfriend what a common theme in these uh, sister wounds. Yeah, but stories. see, for that, I was, like, so naive because this didn't happen to me until I was, like, 21. Mm-hmm. So I always felt that, you know, your friends are, are your friends and, and they just want what's best for you because I had never really experienced something backstabbing like that. So when that happened, I was just, like, obviously, I was, like, so fucking pissed off. Um, and that made me really be skeptical around other women and, like, what were their intentions behind me, behind them, and, like, why are they being fake or, like, why do you want to talk to me? Like, what what is in it for you to try to talk to me, yeah. you know? But, yeah, that's a yeah, long that, story short. I, I had a very similar experience. Uh, I was lucky enough to experience it in high school. I didn't have to wait till my 20s for that. Um, but, yeah, I was dating some dude and... Like, unbeknownst to me, he was also fucking my best friend. And, like, he and I were, like, kind of off and on, and we were, like, at some points we were, like, actually together. Other points we were just, like, messing around or whatever. And, like, I would, you know, I would talk to her. I would tell her about, like, the pain I would experience and, like, cry to her and all that stuff. And she literally was, like... She was like, oh, yeah, I'm going through something, too, blah, 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 And this bitch, Girl. she started telling me, like, she would, she made up a person, like, a name, and claimed that she met him at her parents' job and would just tell me the ins and outs of their relationship, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'd give her my two cents. Whole time it was him. Oh, my god. Whole time it was him. And I was like, well, you know, I didn't know. And then the worst part was, like, when it finally came out, because... Like, a mutual friend saw her to go, like, pick him up or some shit. And I was like, 
I was I was just like in shock. Like I don't think I was like crying or anything. When I you found like, out, yeah. When I yeah. found out, I was just like in straight up shock. Like, what yeah. the fuck? And <laughs> I went to go tell my friends at school, and they literally were just like smirking. And I knew right then and there they knew the whole time. They knew the whole fucking time, and like nobody told me. Like I don't know if they thought it was funny or. How do you find out? My friend, we had a mutual friend, and she saw her with him. Okay. Like, okay. she saw him, like, going to get him or some shit So like she that. told you. Yeah. Okay, I see, I see. Okay. And then, like, when that, like, when I saw, I realized that everybody knew except for me. I was just, like, I guess still in shock. I don't, I don't think I had the tools at the time to be able to actually process what was happening. I just knew mm-hmm. it was, like, fucked up. And I felt mm-hmm. so isolated. And when I got to school, I was, like, fucking livid and like the girl who had told us like you know we were cool we were close or whatever so I I felt like I still had her and like you know we were talking about the experience and stuff and so like word kind of got out a little bit and like our our larger friend group or like um common friends and and then that my ex-best friend went and was like started spreading rumors about me that I was lying that I made it up all this stuff. That was the same chick that yeah, the backstabbed you. Yeah. Okay. And to the point where, like, the girl who had told me was like, oh, yeah, you made it up. I'm like, excuse me? I was like, didn't you tell me this? No. Like, what? I was like, am I living in, like, some type of, like, reality show? Like, what is the <laughs> fuck? And then that's when I was just like, yo, fuck, like, bitches. Like, you guys are fucking trash. Like, I can't trust you. Y'all are phony as fuck. Like, fuck you guys. And I started just, like, literally, I remember spending, like, half a year with no friends. And then, luckily, I had my brother who was, like, a year younger than me. And so I just started, like, hanging out with him. And he was kind of like, what are you doing here? Like, (laughs) do you have your own friends? And I was like, no, I don't, actually. I don't. Yeah, because you didn't even want to talk to, you didn't want to get close to any other girl, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so I just hung out with, like, my brother and his guy friends, and that's how I met. Well, not met, but, like, got reintroduced to my current partner. Mm. Um, but, yeah, for the longest time, I was just, like, I don't talk to girls. Like, fuck girls, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And, like, I was, like, I'm a guy's girl. I'm, I'm I'm a tomboy. I only hang out with guys, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I literally only hung out with guys for the longest time. And the whole time, I just felt like something was missing and something was off and not right. But I just, like, you know, pushed it down and kept conforming to what I thought guys wanted Mm -hmm. and, like, chick friends. And, like, Mm -hmm. I was like, I want to be the hot friend, but cool. No, I'm be the hot girl that's a friend. Yeah. Like, I was like, okay. (laughs) And it was just a way of me, like, trying to fill that emptiness, that void. You know, and, like reaching out for love and, and kind of conforming to what I thought um, I needed to be or who mm-hmm. I needed to be. And, like, I, I was introduced to, like, other females through their, like, partners and stuff, the guys. And, like, yeah, it, it was just, like, for years, just very fucking toxic. Mm-hmm. Toxic as fuck. Because it was just, like, we were all projecting our insecurities mm. and our wounds on each other and our like resentment and hatred towards females how would you, towards each other how would you do that like how it would come yeah. up we were just like catty and bitchy and mm. like we would try to out petty the other person and we would do things out of spite and we were just like 
you know, try to be, like, sexy towards mm. each other's men, you know, oh, like, competition, yeah. and, like, it was Damn. just, it was, sli- it was a whole sloppy-ass mess, like, yeah. honestly, it was, it was, ugh. Now that I'm, like, thinking about it and, like, <laughs> talking about all this shit right now, I'm just like, ooh, yikes. Yeah. I'm gonna go home and cry. <laughs> um, it's funny that you say that because I found out that my best friend at the time was... Okay, so I had broken up with my ex. It's like some euphoria shit. <laughs> I had broken up with my ex, and then while we were broken up, we were still talking. But then my best friend, like, slept with him, with her, at some point during that breakup. Mm-hmm. And I kept on talking with this friend, like, hey, like, I'm heartbroken. Like, I don't know what she's doing, blah, blah, blah. After, and, like, she's, like, hearing me out and she's doing like, all of this. Yeah, yeah, like- after she, like, fucked her, basically. And then, during this time, I wasn't in school because I got an expelled, you know, I mentioned last time. Um, well, not expelled, but suspended. <laughs> and then, <laughs> basically. And I was back in here in the state. So, when I went back, she was, like, so friendly. She was like, oh, my God, like. The no, friend? Or yeah, the, the friend. The, no, okay. the backstabbing friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like. Oh, you know, we got you. I remember the first day I got back, she, like, went to my dorm room, and she introduced me to, like, all her friends, and, like, I was just always with them all the time. Mm -hmm. And then I started growing closer to the other girls as well, to, like, the friend group. And then I remember one day I was studying for my exam, and then they told me, like, hey, can you come to this chick's um, room real quick so we can talk? And I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. Why... (laughs) They want me to come upstairs. But I went, and they were all in the room. Yeah, it was, like, so fucking dramatic. They were all in the, in the room. And, like... Having an intervention. Basically. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And the girl, like, sitting... This is, like... I sat on the bed, and the girl sitting, like, on a chair right in front of me. And then... Who was the girl, then? The ex The ex... The, the backstabbing best okay. friend. I don't even know. Uh-huh. I don't know what to name her because I don't even want to give the her ex friend to be honest. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> um, and then one of my other friends just started crying. One of my other friends just started crying, and I was like, "Why is she crying?" Yeah, and then she basically she told me she told me she was like, "Hey, so." I don't really remember exactly the words that she said it, but she told me, and then I just, exactly, I just felt very surprised. Like, I wasn't mad, but I was, and, like, I just wanted to beat the shit out of her, (laughs) but since I had already been suspended, I'm like, if I do something, I'm gonna get kicked out, and I can't do anything, and it was just, oh, it was just such a weird feeling rage yeah it was uh, just uh, like, like suppressed rage yeah you, you want to express it but you can't because there's gonna be some bodies exactly <laughs> and then everybody in that room knew and they basically forced her to tell me they were like you're gonna you have to tell her because like she's our friend now we've grown close to her you have to tell her and if you don't we're gonna tell her well that was nice at least yeah but i still felt like very betrayed you know because like throughout this whole, they time, the whole yeah. time yeah but they didn't say anything. exactly and i mean then, it's yeah it's a it's a the waters there are a little murky. Yeah. You know, it's kind of hard to navigate that. But then they were the only people that I really knew across the fucking country. So mm-hmm. I was just like, well, if I don't talk to them, then I'm just going to be alone. Yeah. You know? So 
Uh, it was just a whole shit show. And then they brought my ex in the room. Yeah, because my ex, they told my ex, hey, by the way, you already knows. I'm telling you, it was like fucking early 20s college drama. And then she came in the room and then I was like, can I actually talk to her by myself? I don't want anybody here. So I was with my ex in the room. And that's when I was like, I exploded. Like, I started crying. And I was like, why the fuck would you do this to me? Like, I'm not a bad person. Like, out of everybody, like, why with her? And then she's like, I didn't know you guys were, like, this close. Because apparently she didn't know that we were close. I never found out that was true or not. But, um, yeah, that was, that was some shit, man. Ever since then, I was like, wow, there's... There's not some very good people out here. Yeah. You know? And, and yeah, ever since then, it was just, like, it was just weird. And, and I don't know. I feel like with that experience and being when I was younger, my mom used to also dress me up very nice. And a lot of girls wouldn't want to play with me. They were like, oh, we can't play with you if you're dressed like that. So we started, like, you have to look humble up. Yeah, like, I always had to, like, suppress myself yeah. in order to be around other friends in those two scenarios. And, like, I just remembered, actually, the whole dressing. You can't play with us if you're dressed like that. I just remember that right now. That happened when I was, like, 5'4". So when I was really angry about my, quote-unquote, best friend sleeping with my ex, I felt like I couldn't express my anger and I didn't want to put, look at how fucked up this is. I didn't want to put the other girls in an uncomfortable position where they had to choose between hanging out with her, hanging out with me. So I just kind of just like, I was like, Swallowed yeah. It. yeah, yeah. So it was just like, yeah, I just wasn't authentic to myself trying to keep the fucking peace, which there was no fucking peace in the first place. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. These times are, they're, yeah, they're, they're painful, mm-hmm. to say the least. Mm-hmm. For sure. But I feel like now I've been doing a lot of healing with that. Like, just doing this podcast with you is very healing mm-hmm. because I'm with another woman and I am creating something and being vulnerable. And I think that's. That's very hard to do when you feel, like, I don't know if this would happen to you, but sometimes I would go into parties and I automatically would have, like, my defense mood on, you know, mm-hmm. if I was, like, around other girls. It was just like, what the fuck you about? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm going to be real with you. <laughs> no, but for real, it's just like, because I don't know why I always felt like if I was just to walk in a place, they were just going to talk about me, even if that wasn't true. So what about you, Mabes? How do you feel you're working on healing your sisterhood wound? Um, I think it's been, like, a very long work in progress. I think there's a lot of, like, layers um, that need to be dismantled to it. And like I said, it's definitely connected to the mother wound. So there's that whole aspect of it that I've refused to face (laughs) <laughs> thus far that that's uh that's a deep one that's a spicy one deep. right there yeah. i ain't ready yet um but yeah i know i think it started maybe maybe when i started doing like my healing journey 
So maybe like, or like really dove into it, maybe like 2017, 2018, I guess, um, when I started doing a lot of like spiritual work and just seeing how I like connected to other people in general, not even just women, um, and was like learning about my codependency and things like that. And I was... I was alone at that time. I think I was like, I was single. So I was definitely like, I was like, I can't, I need people around me. You know, I need some mm-hmm. type of community. And, you know, so I started like going to yoga classes and stuff like that. And I found a studio uh, where I later on did my training that was like very inclusive, very open and loving and supportive. And so I kind of felt safe there. And I would kind of like, put myself out there in, like, very, very small, like, little baby step ways because mm-hmm. I'm a shy person. And back then, I was very, like, I'm, like, an introvert, extrovert. Like, when I'm, when I actually know Remember. you, I'm, like, a loud-ass Leo, mm-hmm. you know, funny, obnoxious, <laughs> yeah. all that good stuff. But if I don't, I'm just, like, like, like a cat. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm not going to be the first person to say hi, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm just going to... And I have, like, a resting bitch face, so that doesn't help. Um, you know, so people probably think I, I'm, like, mean or catty mm-hmm. or, like, intimidating, but I'm just shy. I'm like, oh, yeah. come. Like, Is, isn't it crazy how that works? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, just kind of, like, trying to force myself, not force myself, but, like, just encourage myself to reach out to people and stuff. And I started connecting with people doing things other than partying Mm -hmm. so it was like okay this is something I enjoy doing something that I love let me see who else wants to do this with me who else wants to um like join in on this and stuff and I definitely am an advocate that if you do what you love you're always gonna attract your tribe you know because you're Mm -hmm. you're living authentically really and you're doing something for you and like the community part is just like a added cherry on top really um so I was doing that and I think maybe I don't remember if it was yeah I think it was 2018 is when I finally like took the leap and started doing goddess ceremonies Mm. and this is after I had experienced my first um ceremonies um at that yoga studio and I was like yo what is this this is cool as shit like I need this like I feel like I'm in another like mm-hmm. energy level right now like like what the hell is this I need to learn all about it and I did I like apprenticed with somebody and and learned and kind of just figured out what I really wanted to do like how I wanted to show up authentically in a circle with women and like guiding them and stuff um and yeah I remember having my first goddess ceremony at my friend's um, in her townhouse, like, she's like, yeah, you can house it here, it was, like, somebody I, I taught with, and, yeah, it was, it was a full house, it was great, like, it was, it was wonderful, and I just remember at the, at the point where I just felt, like, so, so much, like, ecstasy, like, bliss, and joy, and love, and oneness, and connection, and even though I was shook as fuck, Mm-hmm. I was just like, yo, there's something to this, like, community with women mm-hmm. right here. Like, this is fucking powerful. And, like, 
Yeah. You know, I continued doing, make, like, doing these ceremonies and stuff and, like, inviting people. Um, I had a very codependent relationship with the ceremonies at that time. Like, my intentions mm. were, like, somewhere else. You know, they were definitely fear-based um, or going down the fear-based route. But, yeah, eventually they turned into, like, retreats and stuff like that. And so... That was, like, my really, really big um, invitation, I think, to, to go and go and, and look at that, that whole thing. And do the work. And, yeah, and even attending my own um, retreats. Yeah. Yeah, I worked with, like, Alyssa Cousins, and I went to her retreats. And literally, I was like, wow, this is, like, life-changing, mm-hmm. being in, in this community with women and... There's no competition and nobody's fighting mm-hmm. and there's no cattiness and like, like I was shy as fuck, but I was just like, I need this in my yeah. life. Like this is really fucking important. So yeah, I just I just continued doing that and, and that's basically what I'm still doing today. And um, I have a like a few close best friends. I consider you one of them. You know. Um, some other ladies, and I just kind of, I just get along with people mm-hmm. a lot more, because I'm, like, I'm not coming from a place of, of scarcity and lack, and, like, um, that fear and insecurity that I'm not enough, so you can't be enough, or, like, mm. like my shine and my light is not accepted here, so you have to dim yours, you know? Mm-hmm. There, I, I noticed um, that something that humans do is just, like, if I'm suffering, then you have to be suffering. I see. It's like, if I'm small, then you need to be small. Like, how dare you be big if yeah, I'm over here being small? Like, they're intimidated by you. They just project yeah. on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, not doing that anymore and kind of seeing where that was coming from and reparenting myself to, mm-hmm. to know that I am safe and I have my own back. And, like, as long as I'm living like a heart-centered life I'm going to attract heart-centered people into my life Mm -hmm. and knowing that my intention to have community and like deep intimate relationships with women is coming from you know my highest self from Mm -hmm. my from my spirit you know it's not coming from like oh I'm alone I don't want to be lonely like let me just stay in this toxic ass friendship because I don't want to not have any friends Mm -hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what about you? What what have you been doing to, you know, look at all all of this fun stuff? Um, I feel like honestly, a point that's highlighted for me was my first woman circle in Puerto Rico with um Beatriz. She, I feel like she's the per- first person that really introduced um sisterhood to me because we would do women circles and then. We would just like talk our feelings out. And I love that there was no judgment. Like she made it very clear. She was like, "We're whatever is said here stays here. Don't like, this is not for you to give your feedback. This is just for to hold space and to have, you know, anyone express whatever they want to. And there were some really dark stories and some really like deep shit that was said there and then just feeling very like supported by everyone in there like no judgment at all 
it was it was very beautiful and just like you know just speaking your part and then oh thank you so much for sharing it's just like wow like i get to be vulnerable and just speak my shit and not judge and it's like you're literally just listening to me yeah you know you're being seen and held yeah yeah and my other woman what (laughs) you know and it's just like and women we're naturally very nurturing yeah and giving it's just a fucking patriarchy that (laughs) just pisses me off that has us like competing against each other and doing like all of this shit and like comparing ourselves to other girls or like if you don't look this way if you're not this way you're not pretty you know and it's just yeah that was very healing for me and i feel like i have found more community also through instagram like here in maryland i can honestly say you're like my friend and you're like the only real friend i have in this state um but I have found a lot of other women that are very, like, empowering and, and sweet and nice. Also, Alyssa, like, I love our Salem retreat. Like, yeah. that was that was something else. Like, it was just so powerful and, and literally working on this sisterhood wound. And, and I don't know, I just loved it. Like, Jessica, I'd never really seen her before that. And it was just, like, the I don't know, it's just like a bond. It's just weird. Soul remembering. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, I love that. Like this, we need more of this. And we need more women to awaken to this. And know that this is possible. And and just, you know, we're so much more powerful together. And everybody knows that. And that's why they want to separate us. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not... Obviously, the patriarchy has plenty to do with this, but I think it's also, like, just what's, like, ingrained in our mothers, mm-hmm. like, brains, you know, what's in, what's been imprinted on them and what they lovingly passed mm-hmm. on to us. Because, um, like, I don't know about your mom, but my mom did not have any friends, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I saw her mm-hmm. just alone all the time. Which kind of enabled her codependency with, like, the rest of the family, you know. And, like, she she, she would always tell, like, I've mentioned before, she would just be like, yo, you can't trust anybody. Like, like liars and, and whatever the fuck, you know. And I was just like, okay, yeah, sure. Like, not listening, but also my subconscious, like, absorbing that information mm-hmm. be like, look at that. We're gonna live by these rules, man. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, and you, that, that's what I saw. The, those were the the lenses that I had on, mm-hmm. and that's that's the life that I always saw mm-hmm. in front of me. That's what I that was. That's what the universe presented to me because that was the only thing I was willing to accept mm-hmm. as my reality. Um, for me, my mom did have female friends. Um. But then there was always be like situations where my mom, you know, she's Hispanic she's from Colombia, so you know, like Hispanic cultures and Hispanic men and Hispanic women. Um, my mom has always, and I don't want to sound like oh, you know, but my mom has always been a very attractive woman, and a lot of her friends turned out to be like envious of her when they would realize how much attention she would get. Or sometimes even, like, her man's 
my f- mom's friend's man would like try to hit on my mom. And my mom would be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? And then they would stop talking to my mom, you know? So it's just like, I don't know. So I feel like that's where I'm saying like the patriarchy because I see it from like that lens. Mm-hmm. Like what you're saying is also very true. But it's just like, oh, my man is checking you out. Like I fucking hate you now. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're gonna steal my man. Yeah, and the slut shaming. Like, I remember yeah. such a slut. Like, oh, her? Nah, she's a slut. It's just like, no, what? I'm a fucking human being. I'm allowed to enjoy my fucking sexuality just because back in the day we were fucking non worthy or not honorable because we were having sex or whatever. So that's where I was coming from, from like the patriarchy, like putting us against each other. But 1,000%, like, the, the what your mom teaches you or, like, influences you is very true. Because my mom would also tell me that. But because of her story, she was like, oh, I don't have, like, friends. Like, he always would stop talking to me. Like, it's not, it's not my fault. Like, I wouldn't do anything wrong. And I always didn't, like, it didn't sink in until... That situation happened mm-hmm. when I was back out with my best friend. Then, then that's when I was like, oh, shit, it's actually, it might be true. But yeah. before that, I was just, like, brushing it off. I was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I was so, like, I was a fucking, I'm already a Leo and, like, a Pitta. I'm a fiery-ass person. And, like, back then, I was, I would just go from zero to a hundred. My jealousy mm. was just, like, it, it was too on fleek. It was... <laughs> It was so intense. I was so insecure, so jealous of other women and other women's beauty and, and their creativity or any any shine that they had. I was like, let me squash that shit. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Hey, you, blah, blah, blah. You know, and just like that, I was so judgmental of like people who were like openly sexual because that mine was, I was just so close, mm-hmm. you know, with my sexual trauma and my coming out story like being rejected for who I was and Mm -hmm. just constantly being in monogamous relationships because that felt safer even though I wanted to be single and things like that at different points in my life and just like you know being so closed and and shut down and wishing like that I was just free and Mm -hmm. out there and that I, that I actually felt safe to express myself in that way. And so I and hated... And not that that's what you wanted. So I fucking hated, like, other people who really were able to mm-hmm. live that out. Mm-hmm. You know, I, was, I would judge the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. I feel that. I, I'm not gonna lie. I still feel that I get triggered and jealous. Um, but it's not at all how it used to be. Like, I am able to see, because my biggest trigger, I'm not even going to, I'm going to be, like, super honest right now, has always been, well, not always, but as I grew up was, like, oh, that I didn't have a big ass, Mm -hmm. you know? That was, like, oh, my God. Or, like, if I was to go with a big ass, like, oh, my God. Like, like, it was just the weirdest thing, like, my value would automatically drop. Yeah. Um... And I'm not gonna lie, I still catch myself getting triggered by those things. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, okay, no, hold up. This doesn't take away from who I am. And admiring a woman, you know, who I think is beautiful 
doesn't take away from me. Like there's there's room enough for all of us. There's yeah, you know that's that whole scarcity versus abundance mindset that it's like if somebody like shows up in the world as their highest fullest expression you know whatever way that is that that means that there's less room for me and that's not true exactly and it's just like a constant reminder that I have to tell myself because I live the complete opposite of that life you know for most of my time here on this earth so it's like I constantly have to remind myself that it's like it's okay for them to shine mm-hmm. because that doesn't that's not gonna take away from me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm here to do my unique whatever, blah blah mm-hmm. blah, and so is that person, and they have the right, and so do I. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't have to hate on them. I don't have to belittle what they're doing to exactly. to make myself feel better mm-hmm. just because I'm scared that it's taking away from me. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was also like my value isn't what men think that it yeah what they think about me you know like like i said again the whole big ass situation it was like oh every time a girl is big as all the girl who's big ass blah blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and then i'm just like oh well, i'm not big ass like nobody <laughs> checking me out right and then that would like crush you yeah and it would make me feel like it's worthless honestly like that's the best word to put it and it's just like no like i a fucking man doesn't get to dictate if I'm beautiful or yeah. not. Like, get the fuck out of my, here. And and my beauty, my sexuality is not for you, bitch. Exactly. Exactly. You wish. Exactly. You like, can wish all you want, but it's not for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, for real. That took years. It's still taking time. Yeah, I feel you on that <laughs> But it's, I mean, I'm very more aware about it now. Like, I know when I'm thinking like that, and I'm like, no, 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 no. You gotta, you gotta, yeah. <laughs> you gotta step back, girl. Like, what are you doing? Reel it back in. Yeah. Yeah. I so, feel you. That's, that's tough. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Do you think it's a lifelong thing? I think healing is a lifelong yeah. thing. I think we get to, you know, there's that saying, new levels, new devils. Mm-hmm. And, you might have one experience, but there's so many layers to it. So you may heal layers one through five, but then when mm-hmm. you get to level seven, like there's more layers beyond that. And one thing can trigger you in so many different ways. Yeah. So maybe that's you, true. you heal like one aspect of what triggers you, but not another. Mm-hmm. And you might not realize that until the other one, the first one is, is healed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can't say that it is or it isn't. A lifelong thing, but I think just healing in general is a is a, a lifelong, lifelong thing yeah. journey, and that's something to also like make peace and acceptance with, because it's yeah. like it's that's not gonna happen true. yesterday when we wanted it to, mm-hmm. you know. And like, if you wanna actually feel like you're healing, then you have to truly be committed to this work. Mm-hmm. It's not just like a I only do this on Sunday, <laughs> or I only I only do this. At this age or blah, 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 whatever. And there's so many different ways that you can heal, too. You know, it's just like, like, well, I don't have to just meditate every day and then I'm healing, you know, or do yoga every day and then healing. Sometimes it looks different. Sometimes it's staying home from work, you know, because you need a day for yourself. Yeah. Sometimes it's fucking eating healthier or just 
setting freaking boundaries. Oh, yeah, for sure. Which that we're going to talk about in another episode. <laughs> <laughs> about boundaries. Yeah. a big one, too. Oof, girls. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I feel like this has been a very good, open, honest conversation. Yeah. Very, uh, very intense and, and uh, vulnerable mm-hmm. thing to be speaking about, but it's so important. And, and we want you, Brujitas, to know that you guys are not alone. Yeah. And that we're not Well, I know that I'm not alone, but that you guys are not alone. You know, like these emotions, these feelings, these experiences that we have are not like, it's not happening to just one person. It's not. Yeah. You're not the only, like, quote-unquote victim mm-hmm. of it and that your you know? emotions are also valid yeah you know? and that you're not a bad person because you feel this type of way because that was another thing i felt like oh my god i'm a bad person for being like jealous or over this woman and that that's not the case like yeah after those experiences i really really like i channeled my codependency real nice and and was like yeah, I'm controlling everybody in my life. <laughs> After that, now, you know, you know, I'm gonna be all up in their ass. Yeah. So, yeah, that's. But yeah, so thank you, Brujita, so much for tuning in to this. We would love to hear your opinions or comments about this. Um, you can always DM us on Instagram at La Bruja Collective. So, yeah, we hope you ladies have a great day. Thank you for sitting in with us on La Bruja Collective. You can find us on Instagram at Co and at Violet B. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like, subscribe, and leave us a review. See y'all later. Bye! Bye.